Buju Ginoa. This is Charles Smith. I'm Ojibwe from the Fond du Lac Reservation, and you're listening to the Middle of the Res Road podcast. Buju Anishinaabe Doug. This is Joel Boje. I'm an Ojibwe from the Boys Fort Band of Chippewa Indians. This is in collaboration with the Minnesota Tribal Contractors Council, a.k.a. MNTCC, the show that is designed to be the source of information about industry job opportunities, success stories, trainings, and upcoming projects for Native Americans. We also share about our culture and language because it is the foundation of our identities. Oh. We're here with Scott Haig, K&H Excavating. Hey, Scott, if, could you uh, give us a little background information on you? Yeah, so um, two years ago we started K&H Excavating. Uh, we're a family-owned uh, company here in Duluth and surrounding areas. We provide a wide range of services um, for our customers, creating a successful partnership with them from start to finish. We do a lot of site prep. Um, utility work, um, take a project from start to finish, raw land, and create a vision. And before we got started, you were talking about, I asked you if there was any ups and downs in the beginning, then you said, no, it's been kind of smooth sailing. Um, it's been pretty good. So my background, I own the company with my best friend, Spencer. Um, we're really family-based, so our two families kind of came together. I grew up working in engineering, and I worked for the city of Duluth for seven years before this in utility engineering. And Spencer grew up in the operating signs of things, um, a lot of equipment and installation. And we kind of just came together one day and decided, let's take this and see where it can go. And we started it and kind of took contacts that we knew were in the field and made a made a dream come true. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I like to hear. Um, what made you want to stay local with your with your business and, and what was the need like to help people you know a little greater in this area? Um, well, it's aging infrastructure. I mean, it's a huge thing that's across the whole United States right now, but especially in this area, um, Duluth in general, um, everything's kind of starting to fall apart and needs to be replaced and a lot of new construction's happening right now. And what that brings on utilities and the need for contractors to install those utilities and do the site work. Yeah, they're doing, President, President Biden, he has a, some of his policies are geared towards updating the infrastructure, the yeah, aging so, infrastructure. Right. Especially so, energy. Yes. And there's a huge um, federal grant right now coming through for lead water service replacement and they're going to try to implement that around the city of Duluth they've kind of done some pilot projects to begin with and over the next couple of years you'll see a lot more replacement and money coming through and contracts to start with that Jeez, man I think about Duluth and think about all the pills there and how old those pipes are because they're always busting in Duluth all the time what kind of project is that going to be can you well, as far as in Duluth itself, the water mains themselves, um, there's no lead water mains. It's service lines. Uh, the mains range from cast iron to ductile iron to high-density polyethylene, um, no, also known as HDPE. Uh, the older water mains in Duluth from the late 1800s and early 1900s are actually not the problematic ones. The problematic ones are the World War II era mains. The old or the newer cast iron, the 1940s and 50s era, uh, it's when materials for pipes were harder to find because of the World War II was going on. And so 
kind of the worst materials were used to create these products and now we're seeing them fail. Do you work on any of those projects? Yes. Yep, we do water main replacement, sewer main replacement, uh, all the all the services, um, natural gas work, uh, you name it, we do it. And you guys are really busy. Joel is with you, not with you now in yep. the company, and you guys are literally just got off of work twenty minutes ago. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Dedicated. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just today, me and Joel went up the North Shore, and we did a sewer line repair and came back down, and we're working on a development job in West Duluth and finished up there for the day. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to be in multiple spots around the city doing work, so it's constantly moving around and project to project and getting stuff done. And that's what I that's what I really like about Scott's company. Um, he, he ain't scared to um, share the knowledge. It, it's like, and I think that's an important thing of being a boss is being able to share what you know with the people that you bring in to work with you. And, and it's like, um, when I got out there, I, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but it's like now I'm com- becoming more knowledgeable with what we're doing and how things are being done. And, and, and it's just, a, it's a process. It's a process of learning. But what I wanted to do is kind of like bring, bring, um, Scott, back in a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about how, um, what made you want to take engineering, like right out of high school. Like where, where, where was your mind at to, to be able to take them steps to get into that position? Well, I've always been pretty mechanical, and I like to figure out how things work. And so that kind of led me into that line, and I, that's kind of how I went with it. And utilities are kind of my jam so I just wanted to continue on with that and I started out and I started working at Lake Spear Consulting early on in my career um got contracted out to Enbridge did some pipeline projects you know right away acquisition mainline design stuff from there went to the city of Duluth did utility engineering um basically from design inspection uh you name it and that kind of led me into where we're at now so was your family involved in any of that at that time of, of you becoming aware with that you were mechanically inclined or is um, that just no, something you kind of just on my own? I have just brought it on to myself and you just tried it. I mean, you I work was, on cars I, or anything. No, it was more dirt bikes and stuff like that. Small engine based stuff. I mean, my, my dad and mom can tell you I'm eight, nine years old. I'm taking apart motors and trying to figure stuff out and I'm taking apart grandpa's lawnmower and, Doing whatever, and no extra screws at the end of the. No, project. I mean I always figured it out, and if there was, if I couldn't, there was. There's a washer here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've got to take it back apart. <laughs> and today, there's everything on YouTube. Like, oh, if it's I huge need today. something done on my car, if I need brakes, if I don't know how to do something, I go on YouTube and it's there. Yeah, it's huge. I mean the. The world, the world's evolving every day, and just to have that in your back pocket now is huge. And I'm sure all of the, our elders wish they had that back then. You know, when they had questions when they were taking something apart and or trying to figure out how something worked. And now there's there's probably a video on how to do anything. And with your kids, or how old are you? do you have kids? I have right? two daughters, um, nine and six, right now. Are they mechanically inclined? My they- oldest daughter is. Yeah, she's constantly out with me in the garage or just around the house, or she likes coming to job sites. She gets in the machines, and 
man, that's so cool to to hear that to, because you don't get to hear that every single day. You don't get no. to hear somebody teaching their daughter how to be mechanically inclined and yep. take things apart, put it back together. You know that feeling of of I accomplished this, I fixed this thing that was broken. Now it can run again. Right. So. Well, exactly. And you know this. The whole world now, you know, we're kind of getting to the kids are a lot on tablets a lot more and stuff like that, and they're not outside as much and not getting involved as much. So we need to kind of take a step back and get them more involved in these things to kind of grow as people too. Hands on. That's hands I believe on. I believe that totally too. Like uh, that's the best way to learn is be on the job and and watch it done in front of your eyes. Yeah, and that's the same thing I try to implement at the job site every day, as you know, Joel. Yep. I mean. At KNH, we're a family, and my employees are part of my family. And if if I'm learning something, I'm teaching it with them. You know, they're learning learning with me. And if I can teach somebody one new thing every day, it's just helping them become a better person, a better employee for me, and we can grow together. Yep, there's a right way, there's a wrong way, and there's Scott's way. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the type of leader that you are then? You just, like, share everything that you know, or you share... Well, I don't think anybody should ever hold, you know, hold it all to themselves. I mean, that's part of the, the world, and growing together, we should all be able to do stuff together. I mean, if if our leaders in the world were more that way, I mean, things would go smoother overall. Joel talks about this. Uh, he's been talking about you for, like, two, three, four weeks now, however long he's been working with you. And just the the leadership qualities that I hear about you and the way you navigate the world and figure out your company, you know, it's pretty inspiring. Oh, I appreciate that. Oh, it's a dedication. It like, is. Like, um, he, you know, like how you say you get off the clock, you know, we get off the field at 3 o'clock, you're still at work. Yeah, there's, so, there's always paperwork to be done. There's kind of, you know, figuring out stuff for the next day. You know, I go home, do the family thing, hang out with the kids, the wife. You know, we got hockey or soccer or anything like that. We go do that and then kind of transition back from that after everybody goes to bed and go back to the paperwork and the computer world and try to get some shut-eye before you got to wake up and do it all over again. So the administrator, engineer, um, whatever the – Job needs, I guess. Parts runner, everything. Yeah, everything. Family does. man. And then, so how much time are you sleeping a single night? Oh, five hours. That's, a that's great, what it takes. Great mm-hmm. question right there. Yeah, five like, hours. like his brother talks about that all the time. So yeah. you're on bed around 11, getting up at 4? Nah, more like midnight, get up at 5, but yeah. And then you just grind it out for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Dang, man, that's some dedication. Yep. And then, you know, weekends, we try not to do any work on the weekends. You know, weekends are definitely family time. Try to go do whatever we can. Take the family. We go camping. You know, both my kids race dirt bikes. We do motocross. And that's my business partner, Spencer. He owns a local motocross track here, Echo Valley, right, on, right up in Brookston. And you do too, don't, right? You own a. I have a track in my yeah, house. It's just kind a, of a private deal, yeah. But yeah. So if you ever want to get your dirt bike going, you can. Uh, Go to Scott's place yep. and mess around on the track. I've never rode a dirt bike. <laughs> I'd be too scared. <laughs> pop, pop they make clutch. little ones. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so you, your kids, do they take? Uh, do they ride the dirt bike too? Yeah, they both race. And they and the nine year old, she takes part of her takes. Oh yeah, she part. helps with maintenance and everything. Yeah. Oh, 
she does the maintenance on her bike. Mm-hmm. That's Dang. the rule. That's the rule. That's the rule. If you want to ride it and you want to race it, you got to help maintain it. Man, that's what I'm trying to teach my kids too. At the same time, like, hey, this is your room. You got a TV in here. You got your bed. You got everything in here. At least you can clean, pick it up. Yep. So yep. you're providing uh, all this extra stuff to them in their life. They need to be able to take care of that. And they're and they're learning. I mean. And that, that's what it takes to be a good parent. And yep. sometimes it's not fun being a good No, it's good not. Parent. you got to be stern. I mean, you can't. The giving in is it's tough. I mean, some days they may hate you, but at the end, they will realize that you did it for a reason and it's going to help them be a better person. So where do you see, um, do you see the family business continuing being a family business, even with the daughters? Um, I think so. Um, you know, my business partner, Spencer, too, we're 50% owners each in this. So Spencer and his wife, Amber, and his two daughters, Mila and Ava, his daughters are the same age as my daughters. So kind of, we do everything together, even outside of work. And I think everybody, we all put our hands into this business and our hearts and souls. And I think it's going to continue on being a family business. I mean, that's the goal. And is the disagreements between you and Spencer how do you guys get over that like it, hey I think we should do this no I think we should do that has that ever happened yet um it has but I mean me and him get through things better than most I would say I mean that's kind of how this all even started it's we feed off each other so much he can look at something one way and I as like you know as he can look at say dirt and the way it's graded out and the way it's going to drain water and I'm looking at the numbers of that dirt and how much it takes to move this and what it costs for this machine to move this. And so we kind of just drive and it works. So it's like a puzzle. It's a big puzzle. Are... And we each have the pieces and we put them together. And Man, and I don't think any, you know, people going into businesses together, they don't, like, you need that yeah. to have a good vibe or flow or anything like that to make it work. Oh, definitely. I mean, we... We just work. I mean, it's, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, you know, I look at things a different way than he does, and it, it works together, and he has his duties, I have mine, and we just, we make it work. Um, what I wanted to touch on a little bit is, um, we talked about this earlier today, uh, about you becoming a union company. Yes. that That's a big step for your company. Oh, definitely. So, we always had the plan. We weren't sure when. Um, our first year, it was good. Um, we wanted to try to get some better trained employees that kind of were coming to us. We didn't have to teach as much stuff to. And so we reached out to local labor halls, um, signed with the 49ers and the local 1091 laborers now. Um, so we can pull in some people who have a little better training and if they don't, we can train them on the job. But I mean, in this business, I mean, with any business now, it's, you know, I, I believe we both, me and Spencer both believe in treating our employees fairly and, you know, we're not going to pay bottom dollar to people that deserve more. So we want to have, you know, good pay, good benefits and be able to offer that because you're going to get better people to come work for you. And like I said, if it's one big family or a family-based company, why shouldn't everybody in the family get a piece of the pie? Um, what do you see in the future of the business? Um. You know, presently we're doing a lot of municipal utility stuff, um, you know, dirt work, site prep jobs. Uh, we're going to, we're phasing into a lot more development work now. Um, we're doing some private development work where we take raw land, 
and basically install utilities, move dirt, put roads in, get house pads ready, and then the builders can come in and build the houses. Um, it looks like the development phase is kind of going to keep going for the next couple of years here. And if that starts to slow down, we'll kind of shift focus. You know, like I said, the lead water service stuff in Duluth, as the federal funding comes in, that's going to be another thing that we could jump into. Um, you know, just municipal and state work itself. Uh, there's tons of work that gets bid out every year. Um, we could really f shift focus to that. There's always something, and my mind's always looking three months ahead every day. No matter what where we're at, I'm always thinking, what's three months ahead? Because you can have all the jobs you want in the spring, but you got to make a company run for the whole year. So that's basically where we're at. Are you doing anything on the can of worms down there? No. No? Nope. Doesn't require any excavating or? No, it does. We just, um, there's a large contractor. Uh, there's, I think they're the second largest contractor in the United States, actually. Ames Construction, they're, they're the prime on that. and They're doing the work down there. But you're just busy anyways. We're busy anyways. That's that's a more of a large-scale project, larger than where we want to be right now. Um, we're more of the smaller residential jobs or smaller development sites. Um, Do you ever think you're going to get in that level of work? You know, we've talked about it, and uh, we've been asked the question quite a bit. And once you grow a company to that large, it no longer becomes a family company. It becomes a, a basically a monster that you have to keep feeding. And so when you get to that point, now you're pulling employees constantly. You never get to know your employees. There's money being thrown in every which direction, and you're trying to just make something run at that point, and you're bidding on anything possible to make that thing run. So you're trying to keep it – so you're trying to keep that family feeling for as long as you can. 100%. And probably the longevity of the company. 100%. That's why we started this company. This wasn't, wasn't something to – you know, I wasn't wasn't trying to build a monster. You know, me and Spencer had not we had we didn't want that because he's come from companies like that, and I've seen companies like that. And if you can keep it family based, and you can keep it kind of small, medium sized, and you know, and get along with everybody and grow as a family, then it's going to be better for everybody in the long run. On the downtime, do you guys do anything recreational besides motor? Like I said, we do the motocross stuff. Motocross. Yep, uh, hockey, uh, soccer, kids you play hunt? soccer. I do hunt, yep. So deer hunt, uh, pheasant hunt. Um, deer hunting out in Brookston? Yep. Hey. Yep. Brookston, man, they have some huge bucks out that yes, way. Yes, they do. The last two years, though. I've been, I'm not I trying to scumped. tell everybody that. <laughs> you just yeah, did. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> they have to know where those are. Yeah. There's a... Uh, I hunt a lot at my house um, or my neighbor's property, but, um, yeah, it's – we're outdoors. That's what we do. We hang out outdoors. So. Do you ever see some huge deer on projects, like when you're pulling in early in the morning? Uh, we have. We You guys saw a bear at the last project you were on. Yeah, right? bear. Uh, we saw um, coyotes. We saw a bobcat. Yeah, we saw a bobcat the other day. Yeah, like, so that was – Oh, I saw on Facebook this morning, there's like a cougar, a couple cougars around Duluth right now. So who knows when they're going to make their way to our projects. Yeah. That's they, gonna... They'll go where the, they're following the food. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Uh, we chased one out in Brookston. We were doing a deer drive, hopped the road, 
And my brother was saying that tail was so long. He said that was a mountain lion. And I was like, man. Yeah. So it makes you nervous being out there now. Well, it's funny because all those years they always said, you know, there's no way they're around here. They're definitely out there. Oh, yeah. Yes, they are. So how old are you? Right now I'm 33. 33 and you got this business going. 31, you decided. It's, it's go time. Decided it's go time. That's like a weird age, you know. I'm 35 and I don't know, two years ago, three, four Probably about the same age, 30, 31. It kind of all started when I went into the doctor, and the doctor told me, he said, I wasn't even taking care of myself. I was 280 pounds. And the doctor said, hey, you have a heart of a 17-year-old. And hearing that and knowing what I felt like, like it changed my entire life. So I started working harder, started uh, losing weight, and then just start the focus, this is my th- I'm in my thirties. I need to like make some moves now. Mm-hmm. It's, that's a weird age. It seems like for men, twenties, you just kind of go through life. Well, and then thirties, you grow up. It was weird. I, I grew up pretty early, I would say. And, you know, my, me and my wife were young when we got married and started a family pretty young. And I kind of got the career established. And when I was at the city of Duluth, I, Came really good, you know, friends with my boss there. Um, and after going through all the projects and stuff for those years, I I seen all the other contractors around town, and I saw what what needs to be done, and well, you know what what's going on, and what what they weren't doing, and the issues. And I'm like, well, we're gonna be the contractor that everybody wants to work with, and not the contractor that does it wrong. So that's what it sounds like. And that's what you know. Me and Spencer sat down and talked one day over the course of a couple months. We just kept talking about it and became reality. So you took responsibility early on in your 20s, and then you got vision yeah. in the 30s, and mm-hmm. now you're just rolling with it. Rolling with it. It's, it's been going good, and I just, uh, I'm just i trying to instill that in my kids, you know, be responsible and you know figure out the right way to do things and try not to make mistakes in life. You're going to make, make mistakes and it's what helps you be, become a better person. And, you know, we were fortunate enough where this business kind of worked right away based on our experience from previous jobs and careers and we're rolling with it. What do you think of our co-host? Oh, I One love Joel. <laughs> Joel's an awesome employee. I'll tell you what, co-host, that co-host. guy comes to work every day and he has a smile on his face and he's always got a new joke every morning and it's... All day long, it's nothing but fun and fun and laughs with Joel. Got to have fun at work, yep. man. You, if you can't have fun, well, with, and that's what we do. I mean, yep. you, you we could be laugh. in the worst situations, like today. We were up there doing a sewer repair, and it was muddy, and it was wasn't very fun. But guess what? We had a good time. Yeah, exactly. We we got through it, and just like you said, you know, only your brother he don't smile much. He's smiling all the time now, yep. so that's that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> and it, you know, it's just like I, 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 I just you know I I like getting along with with the people I work with, man. That makes makes work more enjoyable, makes it just more more confident to walk in the, walk in the, to the job and just know who you're working with and you know know how to talk to them know what kind of respect you're going to give them because they give you that same respect back and, and that's you know that's a a really good thing about K&H that's why it's like well I'm gonna I'm gonna stay here as long as I can mm-hmm. of course you know I mean and tell, tell you the guys don't need me it's like I'm gonna be here 
and that's you know that's that's how laboring is you know yep and yeah. like i said we like we love having you here um you, know, you fit right in right away and we're getting stuff done and you know, we'll work through the rest of this year, and hopefully, it's a short winter. And next spring, we can start off where we pick, where we left, start up where we left off. Yeah, I, I don't want to go dig anything out in the winter time. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the issue with up here, though. Is you know our window of construction season is so small because of the weather. So we try to get as much done as we can in the little time we have. Do you ever think of doing a seasonal job here and then a seasonal work down south? somewhere we've talked about it um the problem with the different states is there's different wage rates everywhere and so it's tough um here the wage rates are higher in minnesota than they are say in florida for instance we can work year-round down there but the wages are less you know there's and that's all different based on the different you know unions and stuff like that and pay rates so it's it just it just hasn't really came across our mind yet i mean if we had a bad year for some reason, then yeah, we would definitely look into it. But um, right now it's it's going good and things are things are rolling. So, oh man, in Florida, I mean, I know it happens in Duluth, but Florida, you're dealing with sinkholes and oh. pythons, man. No, I don't know about yeah, that. but utilities are only like three feet deep in Florida, or oh, yeah. some of them may be even above ground. It'd be up here, I mean, everything's seven, eight feet deep. Yeah, and do you deal with sinkholes at all on the? No, no, I mean, does that ever mess things up in Duluth? Yeah, there. I mean, in the past, I mean, I know there's, well, especially on a hillside. You know, you have a storm pipe coming down a hill, and it gets a hole in it or a crack in it, and water leaches through, and it starts eroding everything around the pipe and takes out a road. I mean, I know what's happened. Is it a common thing? No, not really. Um, but anytime you got a huge elevation change and a pipe at a crazy percentage for a grade, anything's possible. Oh, I think we're kind of uh, keeping keeping Scott a little longer than I than I than I told oh, you know yeah. than we scheduled. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for coming out and visiting us today, Scott. No, uh, I appreciate we, it. We we really appreciate you and everything that you do. I appreciate you and you know for just giving me the opportunity to um, learn something new and add add a little some more skills to my skills card. You know, like that's uh, that's important. Um, one more thing I wanted to say was I know how hard you work and, 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 um, watching you, you know, be all, all around the place, you know, and, and then be a good father, a good husband, uh, all that good thing you, you know, like you, you put so much inspiration into my life every day just to watch you be that person. And, and, it, and that drives me to go home and, and, and do this, do that, do this, you know, like put a couple more steps forward just to, to add a little more value to my own life. And, and you probably have no idea that you're, you're doing that for me, but that's what you are doing for me every day. Well, it's like, you, you know, like you're making that um, possible for, for a lot of people that, that know you and that get to know you. And I, I just appreciate you for that. Well, I, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I could rub that off on everybody I knew. I'd, I'd you know, it'd be awesome. Scott, it's um, been a pleasure finally meeting you. I heard a lot about you for the last couple of months, and now I finally get to meet you. And and you you lived up to expectations, man, oh, or exceeded. <laughs> yeah. I should say exceeded thank expectations. You. you just have this uh, charisma, and it comes across, and you can hear it, and you can see it, and and uh, 
I think I know how we could end this. So if people want to get a hold of you that see the episode, might have some work, how do they get a hold of K&H? Yep. So, um, like I said, my name's Scott Haig. My phone number is 218-340-8691. Um, co-owner, Spencer Catholic, 218-270-0423. Uh, our website is knhexcavating.com, and we're on Facebook, uh, K&H Excavating Inc. Uh, give us a call. If, uh, we can help you out with any any dirt work project you have from driveway installation, utilities, site prep, uh, you name it, we're there. Scott, you got to come back one of these days. I will, definitely. I'd, I'd, be, I'd love to. Yeah, if you don't get too rich on us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we've had CEOs and big project managers, and he'll come back. I'll come back. Thank you. We appreciate you, Scott. You have a wonderful day. Rest of your evening. All right, take care, Scott. All right, you too. Thanks, guys.